Let's do this. Let's talk about mini mates. Did you have mini mates? Did you know what these were? Yeah, I mean, I know what they were because they were a collectible for a long time. And for a long time, I mean, I don't know how long they were collectible for. They were created in 2002. So they're actually relatively yeah. new compared to other collectibles. I don't think they lasted very long, but I do remember them being a big deal in the early 2000s when I was collecting anything I could get my hands on. I think they're actually still around. Really? I mean, well. I was looking at the Wikipedia page and it really didn't seem that way because like the properties they owned are not popular now and also like i don't really know what purpose they served it's kind of like it's like a funko pop situation where they come up with this absurdist design Mm -hmm. and then they make like three billion collectibles based on a fit and then people buy them to be like this is the Kermit the Frog version mini-mate you know what i'm saying like yeah it's like this small toy company bought the license for marvel dc fucking dark angel do you remember dark angel i that's coming hold on i have to google okay it. it's a fox network yes. television show that starred jessica alba i do remember this this was like a spy show right okay i'm leaving all this in because clearly people need to know this um i'm maddie okay, hold on <laughs> i'm ryan and we're here the mutant ages where we review every adaptation of the x-men that's and right. even though we said we were starting the gifted we're not yet not for the next couple weeks because well, well you know what maddie's going away to a wedding you know what we're just loving the 2xl bot episode People loved them, so we're just gonna keep doing more weird shit. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. We felt a power grow in us, both wonderful and strange. The power to care about the X-Men and the mutant brotherhood. All of their adventures, more than anyone should. From the comic book pages to the animated stages. The mutant ages, decades of history. The mutant ages, with Ryan and Maddie. The mutant ages, a journey through memory. The mutant ages, with Ryan and Maddie. I feel like that's eventually going to be the direction of this show, though, because someday we're going to run out of material and have you to go with. You keep saying this. It's it's going to take so long, Ryan. It's it's all right. That's fair. That's fair. Not an right, issue. The reasoning being is that Maddie's going away for a wedding, and then it's my birthday. So it's like, okay, if we're recording some quick shit, we do not want to start the gifted because these episodes are like forty five minutes each. Okay. Cue Maddie and Ryan talking about the Mini Mates X Men Dark Tide video for this two was requested hours. by our listeners. <laughs> FYI, yeah. And it was on the list, the to-do list, but it was funny because before I made the decision to do a couple of additional fun episodes like this, somebody was in the chat in the Discord. So if you haven't joined the Discord, you can go over to themutantages.com if it works on any given day mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> click on the Discord link. Yeah. And somebody was like, oh, are you guys going to cover the Mini Mates Dark Dark Tide? Tide. Okay, you need yeah. to remember what it's called. It's the title of our episode. Okay, well, that's because I almost called it Dark Angel. And I have, <laughs> you know, like, to be fair. I never like, even watched Dark Angel, but I feel like I remember all the ads for it. One of my exes did. You know which one. Oh, of course I'm sure I you do. could guess. Of course I do. Yeah. I, I mean, it's in the it's in the genre of stuff we would watch. Yeah, it is. All right, hold on. I have two 
two things. <laughs> Actually, it's only just one thing now because like it, the one thing was like talking about the mini mates, and I was going to explain what we were doing. We can keep talking about the mini mates. We have not yet explained what we're doing. Okay, well, I need to tell you the other funny thing that happened before we started recording because it doesn't explain all my microphone issues because it wouldn't be this quick. But I was like looking for chocolate because I wanted to eat something, and I totally accidentally ate like three of my edibles, and I did not mean to do that. I thought they were the regular chocolate. So at some point in the middle of this this recording i'm gonna be super fucking high okay well this is great because i don't want to record for more than an hour so once you get high that's how we know it's time to stop recording the episode i don't know it takes a very long time for me it's like usually like an hour and a half okay great so that's why the episode's an hour and a half long and we are gonna be talking about mini mates that whole time so what's a mini (laughs) first of all this uh, this thing is like eight minutes long so i do have like a little fun bonus afterwards but the mini mates i guess i'll just read what the wikipedia says yeah go for it they are a block styled miniature action figure originally created by art asylum in 2002 and now released by diamond select toys i feel like every it's like either nika or diamond select owns if that is that not the same company i like how i don't, I don't even know, fucking know actually i don't think it is i think I they're know. separate this is where it's tougher for me because i was really into collecting things years and years ago but i've become such a minimalist in the past like like five or six years mm-hmm. since I moved. I mean, I, I've, I've never been into stuff like this. I, it's funny because when I moved, I tried to carry as much shit as possible. And then after I moved, I was like, I don't know if I want to do that again. Well, moving, <laughs> I, like, I feel like moving is usually the opposite for most people. Like they throw everything away before they move. But you made all your friends carry everything. And then you were like, I'm going to get rid you of it. Hilariously, <laughs> I did like I did get rid of a bunch of shit first. And I still was like. I don't know. I think it had to do with the classes I was taking about like releasing your attachment to physical things. Okay, you know? why are we talking about this right now? Mini mates. Because we're talking about <laughs> mini mates. And it is relevant because is I'm it? talking about why I don't know anything about Diamond Select Toys anymore. Okay. Anyway, so the basic mini mate feature design is like two inches. Yep. And it's a tall body that resembles an extremely simplified human form with 14 points of articulation. So basically they're like Legos, but they're not Legos. Yeah, they really look like Legos. Like this video of the X-Men characters, it looks like Lego X-Men. It really does. I thought that's what they were at first. Like, and, And the style of comedy is really similar to like the Lego Batman games and Lego Star Wars and everything like that. Which eventually we will play here on the channel, at least for the X-Men content. Yeah, like Marvel Lego stuff. There's a couple of those games, surprisingly. Yeah, I don't think I've ever played any of them. I have played Lego Batman. I liked that one. I played the first one. I mean, they're all kind of the same thing. If you played one Lego game, they're all the same. (laughs) It's It's just like, like, which character are you going to be looking like i think you have to be like a real lego fan to really enjoy every lego game i'm like not a lego person or you be like a literal child or like a parent who's trying to play a game with their kid i guess but like it's funny i never was really into legos or connects or anything i'm not an engineer person like so that shit just is really boring to me whereas like my nephew builds those like seven thousand piece sets with my dad because they're mm-hmm. like engineer brains together yeah i've never been that person i just don't have that yeah neither of us do i know i enjoy the lego movie that was fun it was fine i don't know it's no barbie it's not movie. as good as the barbie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway i we neither of us had mini mates but this video it's it's sort of dubiously connected to mini mates it looks like it is but it's kind of not. I don't know if it was intentionally created for that. I think it... Okay, so what we understand, there's not a lot of information on how this came to be, but this was actually like a short that was created by some student as a part of a student project. And so he created this... Well, it's not just one student. Like, 
dozens of people, dozens of students worked on this project. Well, but there was a, there was like one director who managed it, right? And I forget what his name was. Yeah, William Vaughn. And the, the credits are yeah. really cute because it has like, you can tell it's like college students because it says William Proton Vaughn. Like that's his nickname at school. I don't know if you saw that. That was like me I at know. that time period where I was like, Ryan Felix Wolfgang Pagella, the vampire. <laughs> anyway, congrats to William Proton Vaughn for this great student project. Yeah. But I mean, it's really professionally done. Obviously, like the full resources of the school were used. It's called the Dave School, the Digital Animation Visual Effects School. And they they work on a, some other projects. Like, I, I don't know if they had a partnership with Minimates, but there's also like a DC animated Minimates video that we didn't watch, obviously. It is. Because, okay, so if you read about the Minimates thing, like it talks about in Wikipedia, it says in yeah. 2005, Animation students at the Dave School produced Batman New Times featuring yep. computer-generated mini-mate characters as a class project. And then the uh, following year, they made this yeah. one, the X-Men one. And it was released as a DVD as part of a box set containing like mini-mates of Magneto. Like officially at Toys R Us. Like you could get yeah. this, this student fan film on DVD. I remember seeing it. I never bought it. Katie and I, I okay, so Katie and I used to go to Toys R Us all the time and like all of our friends from you 2002 to 2006 i feel like every other day you're like sending me a picture of you and katie standing in a toy aisle and being like well that's that's because Donald. katie runs in i know we do do that and then katie wants to buy like 25 squishmallows and i'm like please save your money for something else because she's living in a pile of squishmallows right now and it's kind of crazy <laughs> i'm not even kidding there's like 45 of them kidding. on her bed and i'm like Katie, when I said you need less plushies on your bed, it wasn't for you to replace it with squishmallows. And she's like, you don't know me. And she like left. Anyway, uh, so this was packaged with Magneto, Cyclops, Wolverine and Juggernaut. Mm -hmm. And the movie does feature those characters, although arguably Juggernaut is barely in it. Yeah, I was going to say arguably only Magneto does anything in it. I'm surprised Jean. Well, Wolverine has a lot of lines. That's true. But you're right. There's no female characters in that lineup because who gives a shit? Mystique, Storm, Jean, nobody cares. Well, Mystique doesn't do anything either. The only person who does anything in this entire eight-minute video is Jean Grey, ironically. Well, I mean, it's only ironic because you can tell this is inspired by the X-Men TAS cartoons that would have been somewhat recent and definitely the movies. But like, like, it seems Warren like kind of a here? combination of those two things. Like, Warren is randomly in this. Oh, I guess, wait, wasn't X-Men 3... This was around the time that movie came out. Yeah, so. that's about right. When did X-Men 3 come out? Uh, I don't know. 2006 also. Wow. Okay, yeah. so it wasn't out yet. So this was made during the time period when we still had hope that X-Men 3 would be good. So that's why Jean is so cool in this, because she's about to go Phoenix mode. Well, she's also really sassy. I enjoyed her. I was like, why is she getting to do more in this? She's super sassy, and she has, like, great eyeliner on. Yeah. Like, she's got this, like, Lego body, but then she has, like, cool eyeliner, and she's, like, mad at everybody. I like how you're saying that she has cool eyeliner. I'm like, she's a square. She does. You didn't notice that? No, I didn't. They, like, really drew her eyes. (laughs) Look, if you have a minimalist art style, you gotta really go ham on what you're gonna choose to emphasize. Is this like drag queen Jean Grey? No. But like as a Lego? <laughs> Mystique is the drag queen as a Lego. Don't oh, that's be fair. ridiculous. That's fair. Mystique also is so sassy in this too. She's like swinging her square hips around being like, bitch. Yeah, I wish I, I had more her. intel on like who wrote any of this. But I mean, we have all the intel that we have. William Proton Vaughn and Stephen Roman wrote it. I clicked on every single IMDb credit 
for every person in this, and almost none of them have ever done anything else, which is kind of amazing. I don't understand how this contract came to be, and there's so little information on it. I know, and the part that's pretty exciting to people is the fact that they had this contract with Minimates to make this this sort of promotional video, and then after the fact, Marvel like slapped their license on this, what is essentially a fan film, but maybe that was just congruent with the toy license. Like They were just like, sure, whatever, but it was like, which came first? Why did this happen? Why was a fan film suddenly declared canon? All of this has been lost to time. So, well, I mean, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's I think that's hilarious because this was like the beginning of the Internet age, really. Like, it was. And also it was the beginning of the Marvel brand being very tightly controlled. Like 2006. Oh, I guess that's a like, good point because damn. this is like right before this contract started to happen between Fox and... Yeah, this was like a, before the MCU, so it's a few years before that, but like the X-Men movies were very popular. Okay, so like this was like 06, right? Yeah. It was 09 that Disney acquired Marvel. No. Yeah, or earlier. Oh my God, that's so much sooner than I thought it was. Oh no, I remember this because I was working at this temp agency back when I was younger of a time we're not going to say... Uh, obviously 2009. So like you could do the math if you really want to. Yeah. But like the guy that I was working with was like really angry that Disney had bought Marvel because he was like, they're going to make these movies and they're going to suck. So many people were saying that at the time. I remember that being like a whole thing. You don't remember that? I feel like you and I just ignored all of that. Well, we did because we were like, we like Disney movies. I don't see the problem. And we were well, right. I mean, They're I, fine. I was worried that Disney would do what it's doing now, which is never make a fucking X-Men movie. <laughs> Just like acquire the property and let okay, it languish. Whose fault is It's that? actually the fault of a whole lot of companies. And the yeah, fact that exactly. Disney owns too many companies now and it's like impossible to get anything made anymore. But that isn't really... That's beyond the scope of our show today. Okay, well, okay. They are actually getting people to write the screenplay for an X-Men film now. So that is finally in process. I know, but it's taking fucking forever. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of bloat in the system now. They're not as nimble as they used to be. I mean, to be fair, in the past, like, six months, nothing was happening at all because there was a really long strike that shouldn't have been as long as it was. They should have just given them the fucking raise that they were asking for. But, you know, corporations, man. Anyway, so 2009 was the acquisition and then Iron Man was 2008, by the way. That's the other kind of metric by which I measure a lot of these things. See, that's even sooner. Yeah. Right? So, so like, like this, this was, was 2006. 06, that same year, X3 would come out. A couple years later, we have Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk movie that everybody forgets about. I liked that Hulk movie. Um, Marvel's acquired by Disney. The MCU ramps the fuck up. When's the Fox merger? That was like in 2019, 2020, something like that. Yeah, 2017 is when it was announced. Yeah, and it was around that. I mean, like, wow. Just go back on this podcast. I know, right? I feel like we need a timeline that we can like hang on the wall. Isn't that when we started this podcast was 2017? No, we started it before that because I remember us predicting that a thousand times. Okay, we've only been on this podcast for six years. So that would be 2017, right? Can I math? Am I doing it correctly? I know that it happened while we did the show. I already just said that. I do remember that, So I I don't know what you want me to do. Say it again. It happened while we were doing the show. I just feel like we (laughs) had like five seasons of X-Men, the animated series of us being like, Fox will never let go of the X-Men. Maybe I'm just misremembering because we've been doing this show for six fucking years. So I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) who cares? You know what? Anyway, the (laughs) mini-me's. The mini-me's. I'm just calling them mini-me's now. Yeah, the mini-me's. Yeah. Austin Powers is cool again now. 
Y2K, it? it's back. I don't know. Zoomers are like into it now. It's weird. I didn't even know that. That's hilarious to me. I don't know. <laughs> Listen to that Fly Anna Boss song that's like all over TikTok. It has like multiple Austin Powers references in the lyrics. Of course, it's on fucking TikTok. All right. So this, I guess you would get this DVD. This is an insane episode, by the way. I don't know what we're on right now. And it's not edibles in my case. Anyway, you would get this on DVD. I was going to say, I mean, we know what I'm on. Yeah. I just- Jesus. <laughs> I did okay, so I didn't actually buy this thing because Katie and I looked at it repeatedly. That was what I was trying to start with before the ADHD. Yeah, why didn't you buy it? Because it was stupid looking. Like, did I mean the only reason we want wanted is because Katie wanted like the little Wolverine in there, but nobody wanted like the Cyclops or the Juggernaut. Juggernaut. I get that. I mean, that's a that's not a fun collection of characters. Like, it and it, you have to understand they were selling this a DVD, so like. $20 for these like knockoff Legos in this movie you've never heard of, you know? Yeah, that's only eight minutes long. I mean. Uh, I uh, here's the thing. I think this eight minute film is amazing for what it is, but I agree. I also understand why you and Katie did not purchase it in 2006 <laughs> or 2009 or whenever you were looking at it, because it's kind of like it's for kids only. Like that seems like the only possible market for it. You know what I mean? I guess it's, it's very simple. It's very straightforward. But like, were kids buying? these mini mates like did were children like i want one of these are these or do you think it's just nerdy adults that wanted it i think it was really like nerdy adults yeah, because maybe I, you're I mean, right. find me somebody who was a child then that grew up with these and i was like yeah i had all these in my house that person is like about to write in <laughs> i hope so please the mutant ages at gmail.com i just need to know that person is gonna write in and be like look i grew up with mini mates I, I was against, my family was against Legos. And so we had mini mates. It's funny that we transitioned from 70s and 90s 2XL bot things to suddenly we're in the 2000s with an obscure toy. I wish 2XL bot was still here. Me too. Me too. He was cool. We can still revisit the site and watch, like listen to other choose your own adventures if we really want to. Yeah, if we want to just fall asleep to the sounds of Michael Freeman's robot voice. <laughs> so the other thing about about this video that I think is fun. So it is hosted on YouTube for free at the official Dave School YouTube account. Like that's the official way to watch it. Oh, that's cool. I didn't realize it was the official account. Yeah, I mean, it's official as far as I know. I, I, I don't know if they have a check mark. But it Excuse says me, Dave I was gonna say, do they have a check mark, Maddie? <laughs> it says Dave School. I, I don't know. I assumed it was official. <laughs> I'm looking at it now. <laughs> No, you're, you're I'm I don't pretty know. I sure think you're I'm right. right. I think you're right. I, I, either that or it's somebody who is impressively imitating the Dave school. I would be like, who's spending that time? No one. No one is doing that. This is official. They joined YouTube on October 9th, 2006, probably in preparation to upload this video. You're probably right. They didn't join in 2005 to upload the Batman one. They didn't bother. But then after they made the X-Men video, they were like, we got to get on YouTube. So they joined and they put up their two videos. And also, I think it's really sweet that this video, its maximum resolution is 240p because it's adorable. It was probably really hard and expensive and possibly not even something that was achievable with the equipment that they had to render it in a higher resolution than that. I'm going to guess it wasn't achievable for them. I mean, it's expensive to do that, especially back then. So it looks about as good as it could look at 240p. It has no subtitles. The generated subtitles are wrong, so you don't bother using them. Did YouTube even have the ability to go above 240p in Oh, that's a good I question. I don't did. think it did. I don't think it did. Because I remember all the HD stuff coming in later, 
And then I remember what was a big deal when they were like, we can do seven, eight, seven eighty. Yeah. And I was like, and then oh, ten eighty cool. was like a big deal also. Yeah. And now it just does full on HD. Now it's four K, two K, everything. Yeah. I don't. It's not four K yet, but I'm sure that will be the next step. So. Yeah, you're right. But it's yeah. just two K. But still. Well, because think about think about when we were creating content and putting it on YouTube when we worked at Kineticon. We had to make it so much smaller just to upload it. You're yeah. right. I'd sort of forgotten about that journey that we always had to go on. Yeah. It's not like now where I'm like uploading these extremely massive huge, massive videos that YouTube can manage this on a large scale because people are posting huge videos from their phones every second of the day. Well, they just have massive server bills that they're paying and they're well, selling yeah. that against all the advertising rates that they have. I mean, also Google owns it now. So like, that's a huge change. Yeah. It, it was like this tiny company uh, in 2006. I mean, it wasn't tiny, but you know what I mean? Comparatively. Oh, I forgot about like when YouTube was bought out by Google and they changed the logo. Because it's part of Alphabet now, which is like the Google properties i like i like how we're just like going down with this time period i mean we what how long is it gonna take us to talk about this eight minute video okay so this (laughs) this but like this time period was like like i feel like that time period of 2003 to 09 possibly 2012 was like just a really strange time for you and me in general oh yeah i was still in college we were both not fully settled into who we were as people, I think is a kind way to put it. Yeah, that's this is probably great. the year of my life that I was the biggest asshole. This was the time period when I was being just honest. I'm just direct with people. <laughs> and if you can't handle it, then that's your problem. <laughs> that was me in 2006. So yeah, I oh I was definitely annoying, um, to say the least, but Ryan was still my friend for some reason. We were driving around in the middle of the night going to McDonald's. Like when we listen to the Joyride episode, which I do periodically listen to Joyride, the X-Men Evolution episode where we talk about all the Joyrides that we went on as teenagers. That was us in yeah. 2006. This was this was yeah. Joyriding era for us, for sure. Driving up to you at BU and like yep. calling you, be like, Maddie, get in. And going to Mickey D's, going to Dunkin's. Well, so when you were looking at this in Toys R Us, it was 2006 or were you looking at it later on i guess it probably wasn't there for very long i think it was like 2006 because it It was at the end of that year that like i moved and my life went to shit for like a year and a half so i was not going to toy stores during that time Mm -hmm. so it was like right before that yeah like it was it would have been like early 2006 or in the summer of that year Mm -hmm. and i do remember because i remember seeing that and i didn't buy that but i did buy the Ultimates DVD because I was like, wow, they can animate comics, and it was terrible. <laughs> this is before the astonishing X Men ones came out later. Yeah, but like, I I thought it would be cool. Yeah, and this was also like the time period where, well, I guess it was pre Wolverine and the X Men, but it was like right after X Men Evolution. Yeah, I'm trying to think about like what was available to us. Not a lot. It was right before Wolverine and the X Men because that came out maybe 2009. I don't remember. It's like I said, that time period's a blur. I think I mentioned that before. Yeah, it's just sort of interesting to think about where we were when this came out and like who would be nostalgic for it. Why that's not us. As soon as you mentioned Toys R Us, I'm like, <laughs> oh man, that's not even around anymore. So I know. But God, yeah. you're right. I know. Fuck. So anyway, so this DVD, this movie, it's all CG. It's like a little cartoon. It's a 3D animated cartoon. It's incredible. Yeah, as Maddie described it, it's 
kind of similar to all those different Lego shows that are on Netflix, which there are 300 of. Yeah, but this was really hard to animate because it's just students that are animating it. So I, I really noticed like, oh, they set up the shot like over the shoulder here. Here's where they bothered to do a cutaway to show a reaction shot or not, because I know how much harder all of that is to do when you're a student and you're like deciding whether to cut away. Yeah. And we also, because we were also that age, like, yep. we, like this is what's like fascinating about it is that we were students. Like we were students in this time period and we were making D2 and doing our own shitty X-Men inspired fan films. Okay. When this was being created and released, we were shooting that Warcraft Valley movie that we made That's for true. Katie's birthday. That's we the were. same time period, like That's to correct. the T, which is crazy. This was like maybe two years after D2 when this came out. Yeah. So X-Men fan films were in the air, folks. Everybody was making one. And some people had resources to do so. And others were us. Uh, So do we want to go over the plot? I mean, we may as well. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So like, I mean, we'll just talk about what happens. It's, It's like kind of one, two continuous scenes where it sort of opens up with Cyclops fighting these Lego Sentinels. Yeah. In a stadium that says Dave's school on the scoreboard. I don't know if you noticed that. I did not see that. Very cute. I was not paying attention. Empty stadium. Why are they in a stadium? It's not explained. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. And Scott, of course, is screaming, Gene. He is screaming, Gene. Gene's being all sassy, blocking a Sentinel with her telekinesis. It's like, Jesus Christ, what? Like, yeah, what it's do you great. want? Also, like, like, Warren is being sassy also. Like, Gene is like a little help here. And Warren's like, you only have to ask a once, Gene. And I'm like, she did only ask once. Like, what? <laughs> right now. <laughs> Warren is such a so, little bitch. It's really funny. It also made me wonder, like, was there a version of this where she asked him twice and they just didn't have the resources to animate both times. So they just were like, whatever, leave it in. It might just be like the level of screenplay writing. Of yeah, that it's it's hard to say, but that is Warren's first line. And so he like flies around the Sentinel and it falls over again. What's impressive about all of this is that it's 3D animation. So you can tell like, OK, they're positioning the camera around these 3D models that they've created in this environment. You like get to see the Sentinel fall down and like see it from multiple angles. I mean, it's cool. You can tell how they made it. And even though it's 240p and it's like really fuzzy looking because the resolution is so low. Yeah. yeah. It's still impressive for what it is. Uh, the Sentinel voices are great. I really liked the voice effects. Very reminiscent <laughs> of X-Men TAS voices TAS, here. You can yeah. tell that's the best impersonation all the voice actors are trying to do. Jean has a moment here where she blows a bunch of shit up and she goes, I'm not cleaning up that mess, which I was like. She does. She like turns away from the explosion and walks away. Cool girl style. It is. Logan is crazy in this. Wolverine <laughs> is scratching a Sentinel and it's like hilarious because he's like scratching at a Sentinel with like blocks I for know. hands, which is just. It's great. It's Hilarious. really great. Yeah. Um, there's like an incomprehensible line from the Sentinel about how his skeleton is made out of adamantium. I listened to it like five times and I was like, I have no idea what the Sentinel saying. Sometimes the vocal effects were a little too strong on the Sentinel voices. It's the ace of spades. Um, I, had this, <laughs> I had the same problem with Beast, <laughs> who climbs out of the Sentinel's body and pops its head I off. I thought he was piloting yeah. it. Like, I thought he was like in it as if it was a Gundam. And I was he like, kind of what's is. 
he's doing in it as though he's a Gundam pilot and it's not explained at all like I he know. hops down it's not and Logan's just like no you took that from me yeah Logan's like you kill stealer yeah and Beast is like just lending you an adjuvant extremity which I don't know what the fuck that means I don't know either all. it's like I don't know if those are words I mean I know extremity is a word <laughs> but I don't know okay wait so I didn't bother to rewind this, but Gene and Scott have a conversation about something politically. On the Blackbird. That's the next scene. Yeah, but what is that? What are they talking about? Gene says, Cyclops, I thought the Sentinel program had been scrapped after the last congressional hearings. And Cyclops says, you know how things are these days, Gene. It was only a matter of time before someone got the program greenlit. Okay. Which, okay, that's as political as this script is going to get, is that he just goes, you know how it is. They still hate the queers, even though it's 2006. (laughs) And then Xavier Skype calls them. Xavier has a British accent in this, and so does Magneto. He also sounds evil. He's like, He's like, excellent work, work, my I need you to go take care of this. And we're like, what the hell is happening? It's funny. Also, he is evil. Okay, so he's evil since he just sent Storm by herself on a solo mission where she immediately gets kidnapped by three supervillains. Like, that's what happened. I know, that's crazy. So she has been waylaid in some form by what turns out to be Juggernaut Mystique and Magneto. We don't know that yet. We don't know. Spoiler alert, what happened to her is that she's imprisoned by them. And, and Logan's really mad. He is about mad, it. justifiably he's like, so. Why he's the like, fuck did you send her alone? <laughs> he's like, Xavier, why did you send her on a secret mission? Like, there is a little bit of implication here as to what the writers thought about the dynamics of the X-Men and what they thought was fun. And they were like, it's fun when Logan questions Xavier. It's fun when Xavier is making weird decisions that no one's understanding. And like the characters are pushing back against that. Like that adds the needed tension. Like it does kind of seem like they think Xavier's a little evil. Yeah. And I wasn't against it. I thought it was fun. I wasn't either. But like, I also think it's funny that I feel like it created that same situation again where they're like, well, we need to somehow get Storm out of the picture yeah, because she could she's just too fucking powerful. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> she would solve this in one second. Unless it's a Fox <laughs> film where she has to breathe a little to like create a small tornado, and then she's like, "I'm, I'm yeah." Tired. I was kind of worried that that was what was going to happen to Storm in this one. Wouldn't it be hilarious if fucking Halle Berry returns for Deadpool three and just is like epic? And just gets like her moment to shine as that version of Storm. That would be epic. I also wouldn't be mad if she got to make a bunch of jokes about like how useless she was before, or if there was like any explanation of that at all. I I, like I, I, how it's entirely possible. Even in Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds gets to make fun of how stupid Deadpool was in the previous Wolverine Origins movie. Like, I feel like Storm should get her version of that, you know, where she gets to make fun of how stupid her character was. It's possible. Anyway, so. I, hilariously, Beast is trying to do something to locate her, and Gene is immediately like, my psychic powers aren't working. Yeah. And I was like, Okay, also, what? Beast is using GPS and Storm's belt buckle, which I was like, that's crazy. Why do you all have GPS on you? <laughs> Xavier's like, I need to know where all my children are I at mean, all times. This, Be home by curfew. In this canon, apparently he does. Like, are they all carrying GPS? I bet Logan's not. I bet Logan's like, I don't know what that is. I don't wear a belt. <laughs> He's like, I'm not wearing underwear either if anyone cares. And everyone's like, nobody has. <laughs> But yeah, Gene's like, something's blocking my telepathic scans. Yeah. And then Beast is like, we're approaching some oil drilling platforms. Storm signal appears to be coming from one of them. And Logan is just like muttering in the background, like, don't know what Charlie was thinking. Sending Storm off without her backup. Yeah. Which fair. It's funny that he calls him Charlie universally in this 
by the way. He doesn't call him Chuck. I think at some point in the comic books, he does call him Charlie for a little bit and then calls him Chuck. I think so, too. He calls him a variety of That's goofy nicknames. That's not just calls him Charles. I don't know. Logan just like has to come up with nicknames because he's like, Bob. this shows that I'm edgy. And, we're, and Jubilee's like, we just like call them by their names, but all right, whatever. <laughs> so because Warren, a.k.a. Archangel, is on the team, he gets to fly ahead and check out what is going on. So... He flies over and we get to see a preview shot of who is at the oil drilling island or whatever the fuck this is. And it's Mystique and Magneto. <laughs> it's like a square. It's like one yeah, it's square a Lego. that when they zoom in on it is very long. And I was like, what is happening? Yeah, and like if the if the characters didn't tell you those are oil drilling platforms, you would never know. You would never have any way of knowing that. I do like that these like, these students wrote Magneto's lines as Magneto. Yeah, he's great. You know what I mean? Like they they got his vibrato. Mm-hmm. I like Mystique too. Yeah. She's fun. I do feel like they like understood quintessential pieces of the X-Men. Yeah, and it's it's hard to do that in just eight minutes, but I think they nailed it. I do too. So Mystique sassily walks up with her hand on her hip and she's like, looks like we're about to have more uninvited guests. The implication being that Storm (laughs) was the first uninvited guest they already had. Right. Because they're seeing Angel flying in. Actually, I should call him Archangel. They call him Archangel at at one point in this. He's Archangel. And And he's he's blue. blue. Like the sky. Um, (laughs) Blue like the sky. The famous line about Archangel. Blue like the sky. Archangel is like, I don't see anything yet, Cyclops, because they all have communicators. And then we we hear from Magneto. I guess I skipped Magneto's line about Storm and how they kidnapped her. And then he says... Juggernaut still needs time to finish our preparations, which... We never find out what that is. We kind of do, but it doesn't make sense. It's fine. And Mystique has her hand on her hip, and she's like, oh, you want me to create a diversion? That's my specialty. And she, like, opens her legs, and everyone's like, nobody... (laughs) She's like, I'm going to distract Archangel with my puss. And Magneto's like, that's not going to work. He's gay. And she's like, yeah, you're right. I'll just pretend to be Storm. (laughs) 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 Which is hilarious to me, because she, like, takes the time to get into this huge circle and attach yeah, herself she takes in it so as Star. Much time. And Warren's like flying around and doesn't see any of this happening. And then suddenly he's like, oh, it's Storm. And I was like, Warren, really? Yeah, he's like, oh my God, Storm's been locked in a huge metal contraption. That's definitely Storm that would be locked in that and not Mystique in disguise. <laughs> it's not an obvious trap. Yeah, I know, right? It is like, Storm, who did this to you? And she's like, I'll tell you as soon as you let me free, which so is suspicious. like, really, Warren? <laughs> And Warren does, does it, it and she immediately turns into Mystique. And then it's like, time she to screams, die. It's time to die. <laughs> it kicks really Warren like across the block. I laughed. I yeah, enjoyed that too. Great. Very Mystique. Scott lands the X-Jet and the X-Men all run out. It's a really goofy animation because they're all blocks. It is because they all pose there and they're like all blocky. I feel like this is like a t- this is like a, a filler episode of Futurama. Yeah. You know, when like Futurama is just like, and in this episode, they're all ducks, you know? like <laughs> Okay, they literally did an episode <laughs> like that in the new season. Is that what you're talking about? No, I know. I- <laughs> Do you remember the other season where they also turned into like tadpoles? There was a whole thing where they were fish or something. Vaguely. They did an episode in the new season, which is great, by the way, where there's just like multiple off canon. Like, what if everyone on Futurama was a roller coaster? And like, I don't know. It's like crazy. They were were like little things like this at one point. They were like little Little blocks, like egg shaped things. Yeah, they were eggs eggs and ducks. Anyway. That's what this is like. Anyway, so Scott's like, Magneto must be nearby. And Magneto rolls out. He's like, hey. That is hilarious. Like, he floats and he's like, hey, bitch. I love it. And Logan is an idiot here. He's like, 
why don't you come down here so we could talk about it more? Better yet, I'll come to you. And then he leaps up to Magneto and immediately gets twirled around in the air 6,000 times because Magneto's like, your skeleton's made of metal. You're stupid. <laughs> and he like slams Logan down Logan, into the like, ground. Never figures this He's out. He's so adorable and so stupid. There's like a line here coming up where Mystique's still kicking Warren around. That's yeah, super she sexual. Is. I really like it because Angel is lying on the ground and he just goes had enough and it's like oh my god like he's the one who says had enough despite that he is the one who's been beat up it's like it's like a funny line and then mystique's like no but that doesn't mean i'm not willing to share in the fun and then juggernaut shows up and throws angel in the water which is like right near and then they there. have like a weird like toy threesome where it's like a bunch of clicky noses <laughs> and it's like 14 points of oh. reticulation oh my yeah. god <laughs> <laughs> Although, so that's not what happens. Instead, Juggernaut just like Why didn't pushes. Why did they release a Warren toy? You would have bought that. I would have bought that. <laughs> so Juggernaut pushes Archangel into yep. the water. And I think Juggernaut also falls into the water with him because he surfaces on a beach later. Yeah, he does. I think he gets thrown into the water by Gene, though, later. I don't really remember. Because Gene like goes fucking crazy and like throws a bunch of shit around. That's the next scene. I'm pretty sure they both like Juggernaut tackles him into the water. I wasn't sure why Juggernaut was at the water at the end. I think they, I think they just both went down. It was like as though it was setting up for a sequel that never happened where Juggernaut like dramatically comes out of the beach water like fucking Lara Croft Tomb Raider and he like shakes his head <laughs> around and he's like I'm the Juggernaut bitch. I'm just imagining Juggernaut wearing Lara Croft's costume which is like a hilarious image to me. You know me. what I mean though where he like slings back his sexy ponytail like that's what the final shot is anyway yeah we'll get anyway, there anyway uh first gene gets to be a badass well that's true because like gene is arguing with magneto and magneto's like i don't have any problem killing anyone including you he also has a line where he's like xavier won't allow you to unleash your full potential on an enemy but i don't give a shit about that oh, i didn't even catch that yeah line. he says that okay. he's like fuck xavier for holding you back and she's like actually no one holds me back I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that that line. Jean's yeah. pretty great in this. She is pretty great. Well, this is definitely made by a Jean Grey fan and possibly not a Cyclops fan because he is the leader doesn't of the team, do but kind of doesn't do anything. And also he needs to be saved repeatedly he does, in this. Cute. So Magneto raises like Lego Titanic out of the ocean, which is hilarious. Yeah, he lifts a bunch of ships out of the ocean. This is another moment where I was like, okay, the 3D animation of this is pretty sick. Like considering students yeah, did right? it. For you know? its time. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty impressive. I agree. So he's like throwing a bunch of metal ships at the X-Men and then he's pissed that Jean is like using her telekinesis to like help everyone dodge it. And she like gets enveloped by this red glowing sphere and she's like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. And this is the part where Magneto explains his plan, by the way. He goes, soon the drills of these abandoned oil platforms, drills I have modified for my purposes, will pierce the Earth's core and bring it to a standstill. No, I was what like, that what? Do, really? Like at all? Like what? He's gonna drill the Earth's core, you know, like you do. You know. And Beast pops up, and he's like, "But that'll destabilize the atmosphere, and all life on Earth will be destroyed." And Magneto's like, "Just human life." And meanwhile, I'm in the background, like, "I'm pretty sure it's gonna kill a lot of mutants too, dude." Like, I don't <laughs> think you thought this through at all. And then suddenly, Storm shows up frees herself from whatever prison she was in. She's like holding a shock collar in her hand and she's like, hey, idiots, and like shoots a bunch of lightning. She also goes in a killing spree. The two of them together. It's amazing. You know? It's nice. She's like, 
I must apologize for my tardiness, friends, but I was unavoidably detained. And of course, we would have no idea what she was holding, except that Jean is like, a psychic inhibitor. I was like, <laughs> and Storm is like, that's right, and throws it behind herself. And I was like, I don't know what Better she than what I screamed, which is, is she holding a horseshoe? Like, I thought what's she was happening? holding a magnet. It looks like a, it looks like it's <laughs> that shape. Okay. Well, yeah, but you and I are on the same, like, yeah, that's, that's the, the same, same exact shape, shape pretty much. But it, I think it's supposed to be like a collar that was around her neck that she broke. Although it'd be really funny if Magneto just had magnets that he kept around that he like imprisoned people with. He just puts them around their well, neck. I, that's kind of what I thought was that she was just carrying a <laughs> magnet. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god, it's so stupid. It's like, yeah, magnets by Magneto. Doesn't she fire lightning at the drills and they blow up or something? Yeah, she does. Um, and Magneto's like, the drills, what have you done? And Cyclops, and Cyclops is, is so like, stupid. what the X-Men have always done, Magneto, protect the world from madmen like from you. From madmen like you. Yeah. Oh, my glasses. <laughs> Somehow Cyclops doesn't lose his glasses over the course of this eight-minute video. Huge disappointment that that doesn't happen. Magneto Mystique then step on this title that it's got to be a metal tile that glows and they yeah, rise up like a f- Magneto's just floating away it's like a super smash brothers platform that just floats off into a different part of the world and they just mm-hmm. they just leave and what does Magneto say do you remember I didn't write it down he says give my best to Charles and I wrote gay that is gay <laughs> That's what he says. I'm glad there was something gay in here. Uh, Cyclops is then bummed that Magneto escapes again. And Jean has a funny line where she's just like, well, we know he's going to come back. So like, yeah, she's like, we're going to hear from him like tomorrow. Like this isn't even a real escape at all. (laughs) And Logan's just like, and then I'll finally kill him. I'm like, Logan, you literally are the the person who who can't. It's so funny. Like everyone just ignores him. Like Logan's in the back of the jet being like, yeah. And when Magneto comes back, I'll be like, kick his ass. Yes. And everyone's just like, I fucking Logan, love Logan. What? Logan is like, <laughs> why so do you stupid. think that that's going to happen? And then Juggernaut walks up on the beach sexually. <laughs> the sunset. The is, sun, actually, happening. the sun is setting. I don't know why. I thought this was going to wait. I thought this was going to be a reference to X-Men TS when Me he was too, like, where in he the walks ocean, across the around. ocean floor, <laughs> which took us multiple episodes to figure out that that's what he was oh, doing. Like- how long would that fucking have taken him? Like, and how did I he don't eat? know? I actually think this is a reference to that. He probably was eating fish. Well, easy. That's true. How was he breathing though? That I can't explain. <laughs> Literally across the bottom of the ocean, just walking. Just <laughs> that fucking nobody's walking. been to before. Well, okay, it is the Marvel Universe. He probably went to Atlantis for a yeah, while. He went to Namor's place. Yeah, got it on. Right, and Namor. He got some. He got some dinner at one of those restaurants in, in Namorville, Atlantis, or whatever they called it in the movie Namorville. <laughs> <laughs> Namorland. Oh, uh, but yeah, I don't know why Juggernauts at the end. It made me a little sad that there weren't like a billion more of these. But yeah, I had a great time. I had no idea this existed. It was probably took them like a I full did. year to make this. So okay, well, hilariously, I remember when they were advertising it before it was on YouTube years later i was trying to find a copy of it but i couldn't and i could only find like screen grabs of it and i was like what is this random movie and then eventually i did find it because like now you can find pretty much anything on youtube Mm -hmm. like it's just there yeah archived since nobody else will do it so people just do it for companies for yeah free. i mean why didn't you know that you could have found it on the official dave school youtube channel i feel like their seo was so bad that you probably couldn't have found it back then not not if you didn't know where to look yeah you know like it was harder to search for things back then people don't understand it was it was people don't remember how hard it was to 
to use Google. We had to use like Yahoo and ask Jeeves. Yeah, it was terrible. And like even searching for stuff on YouTube was harder. Like it wasn't oh, yeah. the same as it is now. I mean, even now it's actually pretty hard to find things. Well, that's because we invented marketing mechanisms like tagging, which has helped significantly. And we've changed how a search engines work. So it responds to keywords you put in there. Mm-hmm. And it also responds to be like, this is the thing everyone clicks on when they're searching for this video. So I'm going to put it at the top, you know, like it knows. Yeah. This is the one you want. But back then, I guess, I feel like even if you were Googling it, you probably wouldn't have found it. Yeah. Well, anyway, so it was a fun movie. Little uh, little something to watch. A little little something something of the X-Men. Mm-hmm. A little bit of gay Charles Xavier and Magneto action. I mean, maybe not enough to justify playing the really gay it, theme but song, like, but, you know, enough no, to shout not. it out. I mean, I'm glad it was there. I'm glad it was there. I really enjoyed that Gene and Storm were the most powerful X-Men. Me so too. clearly it was written by people that understood that. Absolutely. Which was Very great. much in the school of thought as TAS. And again, like I said, heading in, I was like, this might be movie storm. This might be a storm who doesn't get to do shit. Right. And that's really. I was scared because like, she gets kidnapped and I was like, oh, no, here we I, go. No, that was my initial reaction, too. I was like, OK, Storm's going to be kidnapped and she's not going to do anything. But she gets released. No, and just, like, but instead kills it was everyone. kidnapped in the TAS style where they were like, if she's not kidnapped, she's just going to destroy everything. Yeah. So we're just going to save that till the end because she's the deus ex machina now. I cannot wait for X-Men 97 where she's leading one of the two teams and she's got her mohawk. I know. It's going to be so sick. It's going to be awesome. That voice actress is returning, right? I think she yeah, is. Yeah, they all are. We don't need to look that up right now. Yeah. Well, some of them are because they passed away. But well, yeah. Like Magneto and Cyclops will have new voices. Yeah. But Sad. But I think I know, everybody is, else I, is returning. That, that version of Magneto is going to be hard to top. I know. Honestly. And also Cyclops' voice, I feel like it's what we think of as Cyclops' voice, you know? I mean, we imitate it in a funny way, but like... I guess, but I kind of like to... The nasally Scott. Yep. Well, there's no nasally Scott that exists anywhere. That's just like us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so did you have anything else you wanted to talk about before we wrap it up? You were like, I have one more thing. So what is it? Oh, it's one more thing that might annoy you or might not, but I don't <laughs> okay, really know. Well, we've got a 45 minute episode, so we got the time. Well, I was like, I think I thought we were going to clear it in half an hour. So I was like, do we want to do a half an hour episode or do we want to throw something in there? And I was like, what if I asked ChatGPT to write a short story of like us, the mutiny, just turning into toys and see what happens? <laughs> Is it good? It's funny. All right. It's short. It's all like right, three right, pages. Right. It's Lay not it very long. Me. Lay it on me. Okay. Okay. So I felt, I thought this was in the theme. I was just trying to come up with something. I was actually just trying to find like some old X-Men fanfic that I wrote that I would be like, oh, this works. But I was like, it'd be funnier to see what ChatGPT does because mm-hmm. ChatGPT is hilarious. It's so hilarious. <laughs> it's it comes good. up with the dumbest shit in the universe. It's That's the only oh, thing it, really it should does. ever be used for is this. Yeah. And, and if you try and give it like descriptions, it sort of but understands, but really like translates yeah. it wrong. So, okay. So it wrote it in three chapters that are each one page, which is <laughs> hilarious. <in> its- <laughs> Okay, that's like literally how that's we like, wrote in middle like school, though. Chapter, like chapter, chapter one, one, it's like cis One paragraphs. page. Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so it goes chapter one, the toy box transformation. <laughs> it was an ordinary evening in the Mutant Ages podcast studio. <laughs> yeah, you know, our studio that we have. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maddie, the host with the power of music, <laughs> strung mm-hmm. her guitar as she prepared to discuss the latest mutant-related news. I like how you have the power of a guitar. The mutant-related news also. I know, Because I'm right? a journalist. Baby. It really does seem that way. Ryan, with his camera power, set up the recording equipment, adjusting the angles and lighting to perfection. That's hilarious because I did not tell it to do that. Okay, but you did <laughs> tell it you had camera powers, right? 
Yeah. Okay. Yes. So of course. Okay. So Todd, the reality bender who could change the world with his words, brainstormed episode titles. I like that's what we gave him for <laughs> like that's what his powers are, is brainstorming <laughs> episode titles. Okay, wait, this Not is even really, like the content on. in it. Katie, with her unique ability to talk to objects, listened intently as her coffee mug chatted away <laughs> about the day's events. <laughs> This is totally accurate so far. Truman, the tech-savvy <laughs> member of the X-Men who could surf the digital world, clicked away at his keyboard searching for the latest stories. Well, so these are apparently what our, all our jobs are. Okay, just really that's hilarious. hilarious too because none of these okay. barely reflect what our jobs are. <laughs> but there was one odd guest present in the studio that day. Cloaky, a magical, sentient flying cloak. They weren't quite sure why Cloaky was there, but they welcomed the extra company. I did not give it any of this prompt. All I wrote is I was going to say, did you tell it that Cloaky was annoying? No. Like, did you say? No. <laughs> okay. I, all I said is that Cloaky was a magical flying cloak. That's all I said. And then I said, as for Wolverine from the X-Men, he had stopped by to promote his latest comic series and have a friendly <laughs> chat on the show. <laughs> okay, what? As they delved into their podcast topics, a peculiar sensation rippled through the room. The air crackled with an unfamiliar energy, and the cast's surroundings began to warp. They looked around in astonishment as their power seemed to spiral out of control. I didn't tell it to do any of this. It's just like, this well, is what it's about. I like how up. you keep saying that, Ryan. I understand that you didn't tell it to do any of this. <laughs> Maddie's guitar suddenly burst into a symphony of unpredictable notes, causing sparks to fly. Wow, Ryan's scary. camera went haywire, snapping rapid fire shots of everything in the room. Todd's notebook filled. This is, I don't know what the hell this is. He got like the death note here. Todd's notebook filled with cryptic, ever changing words, shaping the very okay, reali- like reality around them. It's like the note from Army of Darkness. <laughs> Katie's coffee mug shook and rumbled, the words it spoke becoming indecipherable, oh which is God, funny because nobody like else can hear it except for words Katie. that it's like saying to Katie. <laughs> Truman's keyboard hummed with an eerie glow as he involuntarily slipped into a digital vortex. <laughs> Okay, that is the plot of a mutant agent the comic book episode that you I wrote. Know, like, but it's funny because he's like still there later, so he's not like gone. So Wolverine growled in frustration as his claws extended without warning, slashing at the air. Cloaky fluttered about wildly, its enchantments weaving chaotic patterns in the room. The podcast cast watched in horror as their powers spiraled out of control, creating an uncontrollable tempest of energy. Before they could react, a blinding flash of light enveloped them, and the room seemed to shrink around them. In an instant, the cast found themselves transformed into miniature versions of their former selves. They were now tiny toys, no more than a few inches tall. I like how all that terrifying shit happened, and then the result of it was, and now we're toys. (laughs) It's like just fucking eldritch, unspoken horrors were released, and Truman (laughs) fell into a vortex, but then it's fine. We're just toys now. I mean, I'm not saying that's not bad, but like... no, you're not... You have to wait till chapter two, because chapter two is like truly kind of terrifying, because it's AI shit. Oh, no. So it it starts picking like random toys to hand out with this. That's the other thing about AI that you can't trust, is that it always ends up being like horrifying in ways that only a computer would write. That's chapter two. Okay, so panicked and disoriented, they looked around and realized that they were in a massive, colorful toy box. (laughs) G.I. Joe action figures, Transformers, My Little Ponies, and other iconic 80s toys surrounded them, frozen in plastic poses. Cute. Maddie strummed her tiny guitar, but instead of music, it emitted a high-pitched chime. (laughs) Ryan's camera was now... I don't know. It's just like you play your guitar. It's so small. It's like, beep! I don't know. Blink! Blink! (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's like really what funny. I'm picturing. 
Orion's camera was now a miniature replica that couldn't take pictures at all. <laughs> Todd's notepad was filled with tiny, incomprehensible words. What? Katie could still talk to objects, but the toys around her spoke a different language. What? Which I think is just hilarious. <laughs> Truman attempted to connect to the digital world. Okay, now he's back, apparently. Yeah, but his keyboard was a mere plastic prop. Well, it's hilarious because Katie can't talk to the objects, but like that's the plot point in the next one is that she can talk to them. Okay. They needed to figure out how to return to their original forms and escape the toy box, but how the answer might lie in enlisting the help of these 80s classics with newfound determination the shrunken podcast cast looked at each other ready to embark on a wild adventure through the land of forgotten toys each in search of a way back to their own world pretty good premise for a story yeah chapter two the journey through the toy box okay maddie strummed her you're still doing this i'm just strumming my guitar pointlessly Plinkety plinkety plink yeah it says maddie strummed her tiny guitar in frustration trying to summon her power of music Instead, her miniature instrument emitted a cacophony of distorted notes, causing nearby action figures to sway and dance in jerky, unnatural movements. Like, it's really turning into a horror movie now? Wow. Ryan's miniaturized camera blinked erratically, flashing bursts of lights that only disoriented the group further. That's just, like, in canon. Todd's notebook now displayed gibberish words, frustrating his attempts to bend reality to their advantage. Truman's keyboard reduced to a mere plaything, refused to connect to the digital realm. I like I keep saying that. Like, that is the third time. I feel like that's an, a carbon copy of what it already said. Okay, whatever. Well, they don't they didn't describe it any more times after this. In this strange, miniaturized world, the cast of the Mutant Ages podcast was adrift without their powers. They needed help. And luckily, Katie's gift allowed her to communicate with the 80s classics that surrounded them. I like how this, like, the AI forgot already that it said that she couldn't. <laughs> yeah, it's like, they speak a different language. Wait. That doesn't work. I need to make the story end somehow. Okay, now she can talk to them. It's like it's hilarious, honestly. Yeah, okay. So Katie approached a vintage Transformers action figure oh my and said, God. Hey there, we need your help. Our powers are all messed up and we need to find a way out of this toy box. Can you assist us? The Transformers action figure shifted and clicked, then responded in its mechanical voice, Transform and roll out. But first you must seek 2XL, the talking robot. You must have told it that. No, I did. I said I said put 2XL oh, in okay, here great, at great, some great. point. But okay. I didn't really like specify what it was going to do. So the things it says, it's just fucking the chat GPT looking it's up. It's chat GPT Googling 2XL and then being like, what is that? I, it was to the extent that I was like, wow, it really understood exactly what it was. Because I gave it no problem. Well, because it's basing it on the data of like the entire internet. I know, which is crazy. Suddenly, a small humanoid robot named 2XL wobbled to life beside them. <laughs> he had a tape deck on his chest and blinked with light. Are you gonna, you're going to imitate the voice. You got to imitate the voice. I'm going to have to. <laughs> and blinked with colorful eyes. Greetings, young adventurers. I am 2XL, the talking robot. How may I assist you today? <laughs> that is how it talks. <laughs> Katie relayed their predicament to 2XL, who blinked a ward processing the information. Well, your situation is quite absurd, my friends. To escape the toy box, you have three options. A, (laughs) dance to the Macarena. B, engage in a thumb wrestling match with the Hulk. Or C, follow Cloaky the Flying Cloak. Okay, so I did say he needed to tell us to go with Cloaky, but I did not give it any of that other shit. Yeah, like it it knew, GPT knew that it would need to be a choose-your-own-adventure scenario. Which is hilarious. I think that's so cool. It is cool. Anyway, so the group exchanged perplexed glances. They knew they had to take 2XL's advice seriously, but the absurdity of the options left them unsure of what to do. Meanwhile, Cloaky, the magical flying coke, 
seemed to have a destination in mind. It floated above the others, its enchantments guiding them forward. The tiny Wolverine action figure. So Cloaky wasn't turned into a toy is what's important about this. Cloaky was fine. <laughs> Did Cloaky fucking mastermind all of this is my question. No. Okay. I did write who's going to do that, but it's not Cloak Oh, of course. The tiny Wolverine action figure, now moving in stop motion animation. I was wondering if Wolverine was there. He wasn't mentioned until now. Struggled to keep up with the group. He exchanged terse... <laughs> I don't I don't know why this happened because like I was trying to get Logan to kiss me, but that's not what the chat wrote. So it says he exchanged terse words with the G.I. Joe action figure, leading to an accidental comedic makeout session that left the rest of the toys perplexed. I said make out with me, not a G.I. Joe. Okay, I don't know that's why that happened. really funny though. That is something Logan would do. Hate to say it. Uh okay, hold on. Now this is when the AI like goes out of control. As they moved forward, the group entered a dark, eerie forest within the toy box. <laughs> like, there's a forest in here. The forest was filled with creepy 80s toys. There were Cabbage Patch kids with gnashing plastic <gasps> teeth, Ugh. Teddy Ruxpin bears that recited eerie lullabies, and furby creatures that whispered sinister secrets. I was like, Jesus, no, chatty. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think I want this any is, of that. This is, this is peak chat GPT, though. Yeah, this no, is I know. What AI to just come to up do. with some weird fucking shit where you're like, I don't know whose live journal you scraped <laughs> that off of, but I don't want to meet them. Yeah, right. The cast shivered, pushing forward through the bizarre forest. Cloakie's <laughs> magic helped them navigate the twisted, windy paths. They needed to reach the source of the power that had transformed them, whatever it was. Mm. Finally, they emerged from the forest into a clearing, and there, in all of his malevolent glory, stood Mr. Sinister. Mm-hmm. He was a towering action figure, his cape billowing dramatically, <laughs> and his eyes gleaming with an otherworldly malevolence. I never said that he was an action figure, so I think that's hilarious. Yeah. Mr. Sinister sneered. So, you've made it this far, my tiny playthings. I am the source of your transformation, and I won't let you leave this box alive. The cast of the Mutant Ages braced themselves for an epic confrontation with Mr. Sinisters. Their power is still out of control. Little did they know they were about to embark on an adventure beyond their wildest imaginations with the fate of their miniature world hanging in their balance. And in the final chapter, Yay. the Grand Toy Box Showdown. <laughs> and so this is okay. fun because I did give it some prompts to do and I just let it go and see what it would created. Mm-hmm. Mr. Sinister's diabolical laughter echoed through the clearing as the cast of the Mutant Ages faced off against the menacing action figure, With the flourish of his cape, he revealed his absurd plan. You see, I've devised an experiment to turn the X-Men into toys to create the (laughs) ultimate action figure collection. Wasn't this the plot of that Christmas comic that we read on the Christmas special? Yes, but I did not tell it to do it, so it's pulling it from that, which is hilarious. But you meddling mutants have turned the tables on me. The podcast cast exchanged bewildered glances at the absurdity of Mr. Sinister's plan, but they knew there was no time for rationality. They charged into battle. Mr. Sinister reached for an 80s classic and menacing toy Slinky, which he unleashed with a devilish grin, sending his spiraling towards Maddie. The Slinky wrapped around her, plunging her into a dream state. In her dream, she faced three versions of herself, a punk rock Maddie with a mohawk, a goth Maddie dressed in black lace, and a hip-hop Maddie with bling and swagger. Oh, no. (laughs) That Maddie doesn't exist, thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Each version challenged her to a different style of musical duel. I think this is hilarious. I was just trying to do like a, a parody of the 2XL robot. Yeah. I said, have Maddie fight three different versions of herself. But of course, I'm a musician, so it had to come up with that. Yeah, right. Love and it. If you're, they're all goth versions of you, which is how is that different? But Wolverine, <laughs> ever the source of chaos, stood there utterly confused and once <laughs> again found himself. Chaos. 
and found himself in an unexpected makeout session with another G.I. Joe action figure. Well, I don't know why this keeps happening to me. I was I wrote it three different times that we'd make out, and on the third time it said that I couldn't process it because it broke the violation. It like violated oh, whatever. Sure, I, whatever. It's 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 against it making out with you, but it's fine with it making out with I, a G.I. Joe. So it's not because it's gay. Homophobic. <laughs> no, because he's speaking out oh, with G.I. Joe. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Ryan and Todd, meanwhile, teamed up with Gem and the Holograms Aww. to battle a creepy spider toy that spat out Silly Street and tangles its victims. They fought valiantly, their 80s themed teamwork shining. I don't know what that even means. Yeah. I don't know why it's like stuck on the 80s. I wrote 80s toys once and it was, and it like, was like, it's 80s toys. It's 80s toys. It's 80s everything toys. Everything is the 80s, which is very much a Ryan story. Truman, with his knack for navigating the digital world, noticed an ominous helmet on Maddie in her dream state and quickly removed it, causing her to snap back to reality. Oh my Wolverine God. grumbled, oops, bub. Back in the <laughs> back in the physical realm, which it's hilarious it says that, because like two feet away, yep. Katie combined her ability to talk to objects with Cloakie's magic powers. Together, they created a mesmerizing light show that overwhelmed Mr. Sinister's action figure form. Mr. Sinister's cape fluttered away and his laughter turned into desperate pleas for mercy. In a final epic showdown, the cast of the Mutant Ages podcast, with their strange and limited powers, defeated Mr. Sinister and broke his absurd machine. With the villain's defeat, the 80s toys began to return to their normal, non-sentient states. As the cast bid farewell to their toy friends, they found themselves back in the real world. Just in time to record a podcast episode about mini-maids. Uh, <laughs> Yay! Cloakie, floating above the rest, delivered a final speech, giving advice on toys that made little sense but brought a smile to everyone's faces. Remember, my dear friends, always rotate your Legos clockwise and your action figures counterclockwise. And most importantly, never forget to hug your teddy bear before bedtime. Farewell, adventurers. Did you tell it to give Cloaky a message to deliver? Uh, yeah, I was oh, like, okay. have Cloaky write some bad advice. Wow, you must have given it such a long prompt. Okay. Well, <laughs> no, it was like only like three sentences. Because like that, this was a separate one that I just tied in here. Oh, sure. Mr. Sure. Sinister stormed into the room, his face a mask of frustration. The air was thick with tension as Katie and Cloaky now returned to their normal selves, stood there sheepishly, their once toy-sized bodies fully restored. Mr. Sinister's grand experiment had been utterly ruined. What have you two done? He seethed, his sinister tone cutting through the silence like a razor. His sinister tone, huh? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it got real descriptive there. Yep. Maddie, who had been quietly watching, couldn't hold back any longer. You can't be the leader if you keep turning us into toys, Mr. Sinister, she retorted. <laughs> Her eyes flashing with determination. Oh my god. <laughs> I forgot that this was in here because like the chat GBT and I were like having a fight because <laughs> I kept on trying to get him to make me kiss Logan. Ryan was fuming as well, glaring at Logan, who had been involved in a passionate moment with the G.I. Joe. You kept kissing Joe without me, Logan. That's not cool. <laughs> That's what I ended up translating after all that. <laughs> Okay, that kind of makes sense, though, given the story. I love how this G.I. Joe was probably Nick Fury. In an attempt to defuse the situation, Katie grabbed a nearby rubber chicken and flung it at the Coraline duo. The rubber chicken bounced off Logan's shoulder, breaking the tension momentarily. With an exasperated sigh, Mr. Sinister finally gave in. Fine, if that's all you want, we'll record the episode. Just make it quick. As they began setting up the cameras and props, Sage walked in at the very end of the ordeal, looking puzzled. What on earth is going on here, she asked, her brow furrowed in confusion. Maddie, with a wry smile, explained, just another day in the life of our not-so-sinister leader. Wow. 
Thanks, ChatGPT. Thanks. I think Ryan's a better writer than you, ChatGPT, but you did okay. You did your best. You know, I've only... If only the ChatGPT wasn't determined to break Wolverine and I up with like this Nick Fury action figure. That's why we're not going to replace Ryan as the Mutant Age of the Comic Book writer with ChatGPT. It was neck and neck there for a second. (laughs) Ever. Ever. That was probably the last time I ever used ChatGPT. I just was like, how can I come up with something fun to put in here to fill in the the extra 20 minutes we're going to have? No, I hear you. That was fun. Half an hour before we start recording. ChatGPT is very fun to laugh at and not with because it doesn't have the capacity to laugh. And in honor of 2XLBot, an AI that we celebrated last week, it seems only fair to celebrate yet another AI this week. I wish 2XLBot was here to write a story about the Mutant Ages. It should write a story about the Mutant Ages. That would be amazing. We should write a choose-your-own-adventure version of the Mutant Ages next. I plan to do that, but we're stuck in the manga world for a while. Yeah, that's right. Of course, Mutant Ages, the manga. That's we'll right. have to do a listener mail to catch up on that. That's right. That's right. That means we're at the plug section because our mouth invitations are popping back out. Uh, yeah. MutantAges.com. Should I call it pluggy? <laughs> There's like, it's <laughs> ready, like, cast it, like, 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 I, like started choking on my spit. I was like, who? Like, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> um, it's funny because in the Discord, my sister found the, like, origin of Cloaky episode, and I went back and listened to it, and it's, like, really funny to listen to us come up with it in real time. Wasn't it, like, but the pluggy origin? Yeah. It was, um, but the there's no pluggy origin. Like I feel like it's just we started saying it because it's the plug section, and at a certain point we yeah. just were like, "Pluggy, <laughs> pluggy's here." He hasn't been around for a while. I should be concerned about that. I do like that you like held your breath. I was scared. Like- I was scared. <laughs> well, I was also stressed out enough because I, I've been changing our hosting service for all of our domain redirects. And I'm really hoping that by the time this episode comes out weeks from now, that it is fixed. fixed. But as we record this, mutantages.com is not currently redirecting to our SoundCloud page as it is supposed to do. So I, I don't know, y'all. <laughs> I This was this was happening for a while with DreamHost and I switched providers, but the new provider isn't fully set up yet. So I don't know why I'm talking about this now. That's just what's going on with me this week, folks. Anyway, assuming mutantages.com actually functions properly, uh, you can go there and you can get our email address, which is themutantages at gmail.com. You can get a link to our Discord server, join it. People join all the time and they have fun conversations about our episodes. We also have our voicemail inbox number listed there. It's 1-508-319-1668. And we've got our address for our P.O. box, which is P.O. Box 3344, Natick, Massachusetts, 01760. You can mail us physical mail if the digital mail ain't good enough. And we're also all over every social media. We're the Mutant Ages on all of them. And I'm at Mitty Myers on all of them. How about you, Ryan? I'm Ryan Pagella on all of them, too. I keep on saying this, but I'm mostly using Blue Sky and Instagram at this point. Same. You know, it's hard to keep up with more than two social media channels for your personal use. I will pop into Twitter or X or whatever the fuck it's called this week occasionally and post something and kind of check the feed. So, yeah, because I do think there's a lot of our listeners who are still there. And we still share. We still share the show over there. Yeah, you can you can find the Mutant Ages on any single platform. It's everywhere. So like, that's okay. But that's where we're located. I'm also on YouTube. You can always look up my videos. I release once a week like this show. Mm -hmm. And um, we have a 
channel for the Mutant Ages. Yeah, we do. We have a, a YouTube channel for the Mutant Ages where we play video games. You can find our Tiger Games episode if you want to yeah, see me. Yeah, I would love like, to get back there and play something happening? soon. Yeah, I was thinking about it today. I was looking at because I was looking at pictures of Marvel vs. Capcom and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, we have to get to that because Maddie and I would have such a good time. We would. You know, Todd's coming to visit soon, and we're trying to figure like how we can make. Yeah, that we got to play the X Men game, right? Isn't that part of it? I don't. I don't even know how we're gonna figure that. I out don't know. If we ever that do might that. need to happen. Why isn't the X Men arcade game available on PlayStation Store anymore? I don't know. You can play man. online with your friends. That I don't is absurd. Know. We, is this like a Fox problem again? I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, it may not be possible to play it in that format. We may need to just go to an arcade together someday. I don't know. I'm always willing if to somebody that. buy us the arcade cabinet. That's the only way. They have actually released one of those minis. Like, um, you know how they have those like half size arcade cabinets that people are buying. There's one with X Men on it. Oh, huh. Yeah, the ones you could buy for like five hundred dollars or whatever. Oh yeah, five hundred dollars. Oh, of course we can we can afford that. Yeah. Speaking of five hundred dollars, Patreon.com slash the mutant ages. That's the so place we can you buy can buy an go. X arcade cabinet <laughs> where we yeah. need your support, everybody, because we gotta buy this arcade cabinet. <laughs> support. We need it. We need it more than ever. And um, we have bonus episodes on there, behind the scenes, everything, bloopers, goofballery. And our highest tier Patreon supporters get a shout out on the show. Oh, that's right. Um, well, I'm not going to do 2XL bot or anything, I guess. So, I don't know. There was like no <laughs> yeah, fun voices. Yeah, ChatGPT like, bot. <laughs> oh my God, no. To do, I put that in ChatGPT. I'm like, write a shout out. Oh my God, let's see what happens when okay, I do that. Okay, okay. Okay, see what it says. ChatGPT says, why did it do a bunch of hashtags? Like this is a post I'm going to put on Instagram. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it probably thinks that's what you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, it says... Hey, Soren B and Samuel B. Big shout outs to you both for tuning into the Mutant Ages podcast. You're the raddest. Just for tuning in. Yeah. That's all you had to do. You're the raddest mutant loving listeners. And we appreciate your support as much as we love our X-Men collectibles from the 90s. And then it does a bunch of emojis and hashtag Mutant Ages fans, hashtag 90s podcast heroes. our X-Men collectibles from the 90s on this show. We simply love them. (laughs) We love mini mates. Is that what they're called? Mini mites? I literally. Mini mites. Mini mates. They're called mini me's. Okay, yeah, of course. Um, and with that, uh, we'll see you next time. Wait, no. Yeah. We're not done yet. We're not. If you can't afford to support the show, leave a review. Share the show with your friends. Okay, that's it. We'll see you next time. Oh. See you next time for one more silly episode, and then we'll watch the gifted. Oh, should we say what the silly episode is? No, let it be a surprise. (laughs) You'll have to wait. A full week before I say what it is, although I'll probably spoil it somewhere because it's me. Okay. And 2XL bot will call it a surprise. Hint. It features it's from a it show. It actually that, does feature Magneto. So it actually does make sense yeah, it's for 2XL. It's a show that has like, Magneto in press it. Press C for, for a surprise. Oh my god. No, I was gonna say <laughs> it's gonna be from a show that has Magneto in it for this one episode. And the show features four main characters <laughs> from Ryan, Marvel. Why are you giving it all away? <laughs> you, you have to wait until next week. And those characters right. are Leonardo, Michelangelo. <laughs> okay, Raphael, bye. See you next time. Donatello and Jubilee. The Mutant Agents.